After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk commercials again today. We're going to talk about the good ones, we're going to talk about the bad ones, and we're going to talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Fact, we all love video doorbells. Fact, my name's Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. <laughs> hey, I don't know why that cracks me up so much. Yeah, that was your poll, wasn't it? It was, I heard it on TV, like in the wild. And it just was so hilarious. It was like something from The Office. It was like a Dwight Schrute yeah, quote. I think that Dwight Schrute laid the groundwork yeah. for that to be funny for us. Uh, I'm pretty excited about today's show, but I'm also somewhat trepidatious because I really got into my topic I today. I know. I got a little text message from you today saying, like, maybe don't you prepare anything because... <laughs> I have. I plan to monopolize the conversation. I'm sorry. I'll try to leave some room because I know that sometimes <laughs> when I get too into something, it ends up being a lot of my voice, and that's not what people are here for. But um, yeah, you and I were both working on two sections of the show, and then mine kept growing bigger and bigger, and I was having so much fun. I mean, you know me. I'm always putting the listener first in everything. Uh, but I got to say, today, I just started to put me first. The production process was so much fun. I put together a quiz for you based on commercials for TV movies in the 80s. Were you inspired by our listener who uh, had a brief uh, role in one of them in, what was it called? It was called like... I would have Secret it in my nightlife or something. Yes, was that just last week we it was talked like, it was about? It called that? like I used to be a prostitute. <laughs> they are there are so many of them that are like that. Do you remember? The, do you remember the one that stands out to me? Like I loved a, a TV, like a Sunday night TV movie special. Uh huh. And I remember one that like totally captivated me. I was probably like ten or eleven, and for some reason I was allowed to watch it. Um, and it was called Who Is Julia? And the premise of this TV movie was, um two women became grievously injured at the, almost the same moment. One of them was a beautiful model, um, and one of them was like a sort of homely person or whatever. <laughs> and they somehow like put the brain of one into the body of the other. And I can't remember who survived. If it it's was like, like looking in a mirror. <laughs> only not. One of them died, basically. I think the, I think the beautiful woman like she was her brain died and so the so the homely woman got the beautiful body got the brain and the beautiful body or maybe vice versa uh -huh. but i'll always remember who is julia ah well our ad counselor michelle hers was sins of the past i just looked it up here oh uh, yeah like i said name. i used to be a prostitute <laughs> that's basically it so um, well, I'll tell you about how the quiz is going to go in a second when we get to it, but um, it's going to be pretty straightforward. Uh, but basically, it was an excuse for me to go back and just watch tons and tons of those 20-second promos that I would see on TV when I was a kid in the 80s uh, for these made-for-TV movies. Um, by the way, one thing that I did notice is it is easier to find the full-length movies of all of these old movies on YouTube than it is to find the promos for them. I found almost every single one that we're going to talk about 
I found the full movie online. Yeah, because they were which, so ephemeral. Yes, and it raises so many possibilities for our weekends and our weekend plans. We can just watch any of these. I just found who was Julia. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it was the the. It was a body. Doctors put the brain of a body dead model in the body of a brain dead housewife. <laughs> Played by Mayor Winningham. Oh, my God. That's great. All right. Well, I'll tell you about the quiz in a second. Also, though, um, speaking of... I want to start a band called The Brain Dead Housewives. (laughs) Speaking of uh, ad counselors being on TV, it sounds like we got another listener who was a commercial actor at one point. We have two. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So we'll hear about that. Thank you. Yeah. To the two who sent in your commercials, thank you very much. I'm loving it. Keep sending them in. All right. Uh, I'm dying to tell you about this quiz. Okay, Genevieve, it's Who's very ne- straightforward. What network's uh, Sunday night movie music is that? You know what? I talked right as soon as the... As, you know what? You would have gotten it if I hadn't started talking right here. You tell me. I'm going to back it up a little bit. NBC. There it is. I mean, I know we already did our Sonic branding show, but as I was watching a bunch of these promos today, promos today and intros for these things, I was just like so brilliant what they've done with Mm -hmm. that logo that hasn't changed and those three notes that haven't changed like everything else has changed in the world except for those um it's pretty straightforward genevieve here's how this is going to work i am going to read you the name and description of a made for tv movie you are going to tell me if it's a real made for tv movie these are all from the 80s or if i merely made it up okay so the first one is called Secret Weapons. Here's the description. 1985 film. The KGB trains a young spy to become an all-American sex pot so she can seduce powerful American men and steal their secrets. But when she falls in love with one of her marks, things get complicated. What's the name of it? Secret Weapons, 1985. I say real. You say real? Let's go to the tape. Sunday in NBC World Movie Premiere, these beautiful women are being trained to do anything for their country. (laughs) But when this beautiful Russian spy falls in love with an American, she has just 23 seconds to choose between her lover and her life. Don't move. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton? On a secret weapon Sunday. And you missed the other one. It's Linda Hamilton and Gina Davis. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. All-star cast. Uh, 23 seconds is so specific. That is what... like oh he says twenty three. Well, she has twenty three seconds. Like what? Yeah, that's so really weird. Is that like that's a very specific amount of time written by somebody who writes copy for commercials? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I uh, like that. Sounds great. It sounds like it. You know, it it kind of. Uh, I mean, the idea of like a a sleeper cell of like beautiful Russian agents who are trained to seem completely American is like kind of an old trope. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We love that show, The Americans, but they right. didn't invent that idea. In this case, though, I think the women have a lot less agency and yes. are being more used as weapons themselves. Thus, the title. By the way, though, you did home in on something there. The The actors that we're going to hear in these are the best. I can't tell you ahead of time because I didn't make up fake actors for the fake ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're going to get a real kick out of uh, some of these names. Okay. Uh, the next one on the list, the you know, 
We have we have plenty of time. I don't have to rush through this. Small sacrifices, 1989. A young mother and her children show up in a hospital's emergency room with serious injuries. But when the police get involved, they start to question if the victim could also be the culprit. Hmm. I mean, it definitely sounds like it could be a movie of the week. But I'm just going to mix it up and say fake. Let's go to the tape. One week from tonight. I just shot my kids. There's blood how could anyone have aimed a pistol at three little children and pulled the trigger five times? I think the maniac should have been caught by now. You had a gun. You're wrong, Lou. Don't let her out of your sight. I didn't do it. You're a cold-blooded, vicious murderer. Vera Fawcett, Emmy winner John Shea, and a special appearance by Ryan O'Neill. Small sacrifices. Who's Ryan O'Neill again? Well, he was married to Farrah Fawcett for one thing, oh, okay. so I'm sure that's why he's showing up there. He's kind of a... He's kind of a, he kind of had a decline, I would say. I mean, he, he was in Love Story. I mean, that's... Okay, that's what I thought. You know, he was no, famous. Okay, he was a famous yeah. actor. He was a famous heartthrob. As an adult, he has been... Um, he was roundly condemned when Farrah Fawcett died for being sort of like attention on me, even oh. though I, I don't know if they were even still married at that point. But he, he was, he's kind of a... He's, he's sort of a... He's gone. Yeah, he's not someone that you know. He has aged particularly well in the public eye. Yeah, you don't mean age as far as looks. No, I just like... mean like he's done some weird stuff. Okay, uh, the next one, the red light sting, nineteen eighty five. A government agent is determined to bring down racketeering crime lords, so he hatches a plan to buy a brothel, set up a call girl as a hostess, and lure his target in. What do you think? Uh, what's it called? It is called... A red light sting? The red light sting. I say real. You say real? Oh, You're right. Sarah Fawcett is the madam of a ritzy love emporium. Welcome to Sun City. She's caught between the mob... Regular little business lady. ...and an FBI sting. Special operations. But the gang wants her business, and the cop wants her. I don't get it. Exactly. Sarah Fawcett and Bo Bridges in the red Bo light Bridges. sting. I'm scared. Wednesday. I love that Farrah Fawcett, like, did nothing else during the 80s. I know. Um, I had one... I don't... Oh, yeah, I think I put them all back in. I have three Rosanna Arquettes coming up. Awesome. And they're all from, like, the early 80s. <laughs> um, so uh, you said that is a real one, right? So you got that one right. So far, they've all been real. You guessed uh, wrong on the second one. You thought that the um, small sacrifices about the the woman uh, who showed up with her injured children, you thought that was fake, but it yeah, was Yeah, it real. honestly just it seemed like not sort of... Baroque enough for mm. a, a Sunday night movie. I can I tell you a little bit about my process here. I just want to let you know a lot, a lot of these are about sexual assault of some kind. I tried to like n not have too many of those in there because yeah. it's just a bummer. Yeah. Um, and it's also just a bummer that that is like such a go to. Oh yeah, and remains a go-to. Yeah, I mean, look, with your procedurals like your SVUs and yeah. Your, your 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 dragon your women's with dragon tattoos right exactly um, so I I tried to downplay that a lot a lot of abuse stories women being abused in relationships which you still see I think a lot of that in um, Lifetime movies yes this really kind of set the stage for Lifetime movies I oh think. yeah totally the, Lifetime movies are honestly like a 
sort of a degradation. I mean, these at least, they have fun names like, you know, the Red Light Sting. Mm-hmm. That would just be called, if that was a Lifetime movie or an Ovation movie, it would just be called like, I started a brothel. Right. I started a fake brothel. I started I, a, actually, I think it's a real brothel. I don't know. I can't is, it a real, is it a real brothel if they accept real money for real sex? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I um, think so. Uh, okay, how about this one? <laughs> this is a movie called Johnny Belinda. 1982, a young woman is shunned by everyone in her community because they believe she's developmentally disabled until a young visiting doctor makes a startling discovery. She's actually deaf and mute. As he teaches her sign language, the two quickly develop a close relationship. Her name is Johnny Belinda? I, um, sure. What did you say it was? Johnny Belinda is the name of the movie, yes. <laughs> if you came up with Johnny Belinda... I know, it's such then a tell. Kudos. It's such a tell. By the way, is this the premise, Is this the basis for the season of Arrested Development where Charlize <laughs> Theron is so. on? I believe this was actually an old movie, I think from the 30s or 40s, that was remade into a TV movie, and so I'm guessing it's also a book, uh-huh, maybe. Probably. This is the 1985 uh, version. Here's the promo for it. I said real, by the way. I inferred. Richard Thomas, Rosanna Arquette. Mr. McAdam, I think your daughter's deaf. I don't think she's retarded at all. Good. An acclaimed performance as a handicapped young woman in a rural town where misunderstandings become explosive. I've been looking for any excuse at all just to rip your head off. No way. Johnny Belinda, Tuesday night at nine on the Million Dollar Movie. And the Million Dollar Movie. Is she Johnny Belinda? Is he Johnny and she's Belinda? Johnny I Belinda. think her name is Belinda. Uh-huh. I got that much. I'm going to guess maybe his name is Johnny. It's such a weird name. <laughs> I didn't. I had a list that I wasn't going to include, but then when I decided I was going to take over the show, I just started pulling them up. Because I was like, you're going to know that I didn't come up with something called Johnny Belinda. Right. Why would you ever? Right, right. But honestly, and I... I'm just excited to hear the promo. I just love the promo. Yeah. Um, and I know that the, if we have younger listeners I mean it's totally lost on them this is just an exercise in me hearing the tone of voice it's like oh, yeah. a couple of different guys you can tell but it's always got this they all have yeah, the same is, rhythm to them and it takes me back this is purely a nostalgia wank for exactly us. exactly okay um, so you got that one right was that four we've gone through or five now secret weapon small sacrifice red light district Johnny Belinda was number four so far they've all been real um, so far you've gotten uh, four, uh, three out of four correct right I'm doing pretty well brotherhood of justice 1986 a group of teenagers is sick of seeing violence in their school so they decide to do something about it by becoming underground vigilantes. Real. You think it's real? (laughs) By the way, that was just the Vidmark stinger, but I'm leaving it in because I like it. (laughs) Crime has reared its ugly head at Santa Lucia High. Do you have any idea how much this little party last night's going to cost? Estimates haven't come in yet. And the students there have vowed to fight back. The wolves are at our front door, friends. We can run. 
or we can fight. Yeah, let's get a group together and start kicking some tail. Targets. We've got 11 and all. So team hard. Nobody breathes a word. Not about what we do, and not about who does it. Brother But things got out of control. We could take over this whole school. Take over this whole town. The quarterback and a couple guys from the football team. Half the school thinks they're heroes, and the other half seems to be jumping for cover. And now, a crusade of justice. Brotherhood is the only force of law and order left. By the way, this is cheating. I'm now realizing it, of course, it had the Vidmark thing. So this was later released on VHS. Uh-huh. And we're just watching the trailer, probably from a VHS. Yeah, it's tape. awfully long for a... Uh, yeah. But it sounds like a very low-stakes Red Dawn. Yeah, a little bit. And also very Reagan-esque, sort of like law and order. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the good people in the in the town, like, stand up to the punks. You know, you get that same thread running through, like... Um, uh oh, you know what's the one with Patrick Swayze, where he's a bouncer? Oh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah, does that a point for me? Um, I want to keep going here. We got about thirty seconds Who's in left that one? in this. Where were there any stars? Well, in that's that? what I hope they're going to list him at the end because this is star studded. Is a mission of vengeance. He's our prey. We are investigating felonies here, Bob. Down on your knees, geek. Get behind me now. Derek, you've got to stop this before it gets any worse. What if I can't stop him? Wait, wait, wait. Did you recognize that voice? No. Listen closely again. What if I can't stop him? No! Don't move! It's wired! You put a damn bomb in my car. This is a game. No, it's better. Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Equalizers. Bam! Brotherhood of Justice. Wow. It was Keanu whose voice I wanted you to hear. You got Keanu Reeves, Kiefer Sutherland, Billy Zane, and Holy Lori Laughlin. 1986, Brotherhood of Jailbird Justice. Jailbird Lori Laughlin. That's right. Nice. Yes. Uh, so congratulations on that. I believe she you are now. She would have been a baby in 86. You are now four for five. Congratulations. Okay, ready? Ready. Okay. Uh, a Night to Forget. 1988. A family's road trip takes a frightening turn when they meet a stranger in a Niagara Falls diner. Is night spelled in any special or punny way? It is not. It's just a night to forget. (laughs) Um, They meet a stranger at a diner in Niagara Falls and shit goes south. A family's road trip takes a frightening turn when they meet a stranger in a Niagara Falls diner. Okay, I'm going to say real. You are going to say real. Eventually, I had to throw a fake I one thought, in there. I thought maybe you were going to do all real. I was clo- I almost did. <laughs> I almost did. I was like, all I want to do is play these anyway, so why not just make them all real? But then I started writing fake ones, and I started to get a kick yeah, out of that, too. Yeah, that's fun, too. too. <laughs> and I rewrote, like, a lot of these came from IMDb, but I rewrote them all so they have the same kind of cadence. Yeah. Hopefully, you can't tell what is my writing. Well, like, obviously, theirs. couldn't. Okay. I would see that movie. That sounds good. What is it? A Night right? to Forget? A Night to Forget. You want to make it? Yeah. 19- Let's go back to 1988. It's got to be a 1988 movie. What like happens this? with this stranger at the diner in Niagara Falls? I don't know. I think that maybe he wants a ride. Someone's going over those falls. Like, oh, yeah. Somebody, I didn't even you really don't, think you about You don't show it. me a Niagara Falls in the first <laughs> yeah, right. act and not send somebody over it in the last. Uh, there's a barrel involved. Um, okay. This next one. Uh, cash on Delivery. 1984. A delivery driver in New York City finds himself caught up in an illegal drug ring that he wants no part of, but it's far too late 
to turn to the police for help. Uh, real. I'm sorry, Genevieve. I'm just going to guess real for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good, though. I would watch Cash on Delivery, yeah. right? I, I was pretty proud of that one. Um, I mean, surely that is the plot to a movie somewhere. Should I just look up here, like, Cash on Delivery movie? Let's see if the title exists yeah. for starters. Wouldn't it be hilarious if that was the plot of a movie called Cash on Delivery? There is a movie called Tra- uh, a Cash on Trash on Delivery would also be an interesting <laughs> one. Um, I don't know if this is going to be in English though, so let's take a listen. Oh, a car, no. a BMW car. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know what it's about because it's not in uh, my language. Something about BMWs. Um. Oh, did he say that? I didn't even hear, I didn't even hear that. That washed over me. Um, Gujarati? What is Gujarati? It says the Gujarati movie. Is that a region? I don't know. Sure. Okay. Um, how about this one? Not My Kid, 1985. A teenage drug addict is sent to a controversial rehab program, even though her own family refuses to believe she really has a problem. That sounds so convoluted that I don't think you would make it up real. Real, you're saying? Yes. Tonight. The drugs I've done, PCP, cocaine. George Siegel and Stockard Channing are concerned parents determined to save their child. I thought you had more sense than that. I'll never do it again. She was lying. And the strength of their love is her only hope. I thought other people's kids did drugs, not my kid. George Siegel. Of course, now I knew him from what was the sitcom where he ran a magazine. Just shoot me. Just shoot me, right? But but, a, had, but also, you know, whatever happened to Virginia? Whatever happened to who's afraid of Virginia? Oh, right. I always forget that that was him. Yeah, he plays the professor or the visiting student. The young, the the male half of the younger couple. Oh man, we gotta watch that again. Although, is that good for relationships to watch that together? It's stressful, man. It is really, really stressful. All right, how about this one? 1982. Student body. An attractive young professor is known for having affairs with his students, but when he meets a sophomore named Destiny, his own future becomes less certain. A sophomore named Destiny sounds like something you wrote, so I'm going to say fake. Hmm. Yeah! I don't don't like... Give it away! (laughs) You gotta tell! I almost didn't go with Destiny, but then I thought Destiny, his own future becomes less certain, no? Too corny. Too corny. Gotcha! I've lost track, but you've basically, have you gotten, uh, you got, I've missed three. You missed two fake ones and one real one. Right. Okay. So just try to remember that. Okay. Student body though. That's gotta be a movie, right? Should we look up if student body is a movie? Well, Jennifer's body is a movie for sure. Is it similar? Is it a college kind of thing? No, Uh, it's a, like a, it's like a horror movie. Okay. There is a movie, you know, I almost called it student bodies, but, um, here, let's just take a look. There is a movie called student bodies. I haven't vetted any of these. This is from 1981. So it's a right... Uh... Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, Gross. You know what I'm trying off. to figure Turn out? It off. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It says it's a, a trailer horror slash comedy, but that seems like not something we want to get into right yeah. now. Yeah, sounds like it's... Sort of splitting the difference by just being porn. Sorry. Uh, how about this? Too good to be true. 
1988. When a writer falls in love with a socialite, things move fast. Soon they get married, but her obsession with him threatens to destroy them both. I love any movie from the 80s that, invo- like any TV movie that involves a socialite, like a social client, somebody who's like marries for money or marries to social be a social mm-hmm. climber. So I'm going to say real. You don't think that I can come up with the idea of a socialite? No, I think you can. I'm just, this is just optimism. I don't know if I can. Patrick <laughs> Duffy is a single father. Lonnie Anderson has a single desire. You are really determined to do this, aren't you? I'd stay clear if I were you. Yet despite all the warnings. We're getting married. I feel sorry for you. The woman he wanted for his family. It's you and me and Daddy. I hate it. Is no longer the same. We need a break from one another. Things will be different. He should have known this was too good to be true Monday. He should have known this was too good to be true. That was, I mean, maybe if I could, if I could see the visuals that go along with that, it would make a little more sense. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that was very chaotic. Yeah, I will tell you, we talked over a little bit. That was uh, Patrick Duffy. I don't know if you heard that. Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. Who some is still, 80s staple. still my uncle's go-to. If he wants to make a joke about like, oh yeah, don't tell him Bonnie, but I was hanging out with Lonnie Anderson. Like, like <laughs> that's, that's his still, hall pass. That's like, I guess so. Uh, Daniel Baldwin is in that movie. Oh. Uh, um. Uh, uh, yeah. The the um the second to least of the Baldwins. A lesser Baldwin. A lesser we Baldwin, but not the lesser, less, not the least Baldwin. Not the least Baldwin. But how about Neil Patrick Harris being in that baby? He must be a little kid in that. Nineteen eighty-eight. He must have been Doogie. That must be yeah, like Doogie, Doogie age. Yeah, yeah. So good for him. Um. How about consenting adult? 1987 when a young man discovers his attraction to other men he struggles to come out of his to come out to his parents his mother tries to be supportive but his father would rather die than have a gay son pro gay guy in in an 80s movie fake fake yeah next friday how about double date this week maybe some other time a feeling he couldn't ignore that's what you want isn't it i've been lying for seven years a secret he couldn't hide I'm a homosexual. What he's doing is wrong. If it were anything else, you'd want to help. Sex between two men goes against the laws of nature. Is that Martin Martin Sheen? That is Martin Sheen. And uh, we're about to be introduced to uh, the actress who plays the mom. Marlo Thomas, Martin Sheen. Mom, I can't stand him making me feel like I'm a criminal. The critically acclaimed motion picture, Consenting Adult. One week from tonight, parental discretion is advised. The wow, only network one network television. There are so what many year? of these. Uh, uh, that was 1987. So this is like, and that wasn't the only one. There were some darker ones too. About around this time, 87, 88, about a, a kid coming out and also having to tell his parents he has AIDS and it's the height of the AIDS crisis. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that in 87. But it is notable, and I don't think this is a coincidence. I watched so many of these promos that are about violence against women and domestic situations in rape situations all the the only one that had that i heard that had a parental discretion advised yep. was the one where the guy was gay sure and it sounds like he's just gay that's that, yeah that's the thing exactly like if that would you know, yeah so that that's a little disappointing yeah um okay so who knew well, how that, am i gonna explain this to my kids who knew that homophobia existed in the 80s <laughs> um all right uh how about promised a miracle Loving parents throw away their son's medicine with the belief that God will heal him. Will their faith-based gambit work? 1988, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. Huh. I mean, in the era of anti-vaxxers, I could see you thinking that was an interesting storyline. But, like, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a big thing around that time. Like, I remember the 80s when people were sort of, like, 
becoming aware of like Christian scientists and stuff like that. I remember that being very like a lot of 60 minutes, you know, tonight on 60 minutes, their son had cancer, but these parents decided to ask God for his for mm-hmm. for treatment. I'm going to say real. You're going to say real? Right. They desperately needed a miracle. You had half the faith in the Lord that you place in doctors. That boy would get well. God will heal you, Wesley. But their belief betrayed them. We killed him! Was it an act of faith or an act of murder? Rosanna Arquette, Judge Reinhold, promised a miracle based on a true story. Promised a miracle is, does not sound like a title that I would have come up with. It's clunky and not punny or funny or clean. Yeah. Um, but it had Judge Reinhold, so I had to include it. Like somehow when I heard his name, I just laughed. My name is Judge. I prefer Jay Reinhold's <laughs> no mock trial with Jay mock Reinhold. Mock trial with Jay Reinhold. It's a classic. All right. Beyond the Stables, nineteen eighty three. When a 13-year-old, I'm sorry, when 13-year-old Carrie finally gets her first horse, it's love at first sight. But when an unexpected accident lands her in the hospital, her parents get rid of her new friend, leading Carrie on a dangerous journey to find him and bring him back home. Ooh, I hope that's real. I say real. You say real? Sorry, that's from the mixed up files of Andrew L. Walsh. I would love to watch that movie about a girl, <laughs> an, an, an injured girl chasing down her horse that mm-hmm. got sold away to, to, from her. to bring him back home i love a good girl and horse story i really wanted to um beyond the stables like i toned it down I, originally it was called cash and carry and carry was spelled like a girl's that would have given it away so <laughs> I knew quickly you would have known that i was like i gotta and also i liked it that it was 1983 i felt like that feels like a 1983 movie to yes. me um, kind of, you can see the Vaseline lens. Oh, totally. I mean, I could. I, that's what I said. Like, let's watch Beyond the Stables. Yeah. All right. Well, let me just. See. I mean, I would be pretty surprised. We if would be Beyond good network sta- executives in the 1980s. I. Um, yep. I cannot. F- you know, the movie. There's no movie with that title. There's something called Autumn Stables. That was a, a 2018, a 2018 uh, made-for-TV movie. Uh, let's read this. After the death of her husband. Autumn Carlisle sells her ranch to a handsome carpenter who promises to leave it untouched except for some changes. Except tr- for, I'm going to not change anything. Yeah. Except for these One thing you should know changes. is these summaries on IMDb for these TV <laughs> movies, most of them are written by IMDb users. Right. So I went through and did AKA a lot of cleanup. idiots. Yeah. Um, his true intentions, however, are to completely change the property, making huge renovations. So thank you to... Alyssa Forcellini for that submission. Alyssa, take a writing course. Yeah, something. All right. Uh, how about this from 1986? The richest cat in the world. <laughs> I hope this is real. <laughs> is that, are you going to go with it? No, I want to hear the description. Um, a dying millionaire wills his entire estate to his cat, but his bumbling nephew and scheming wife have other ideas. Um, the richest cat in the world. I'm going to say real. You're going to say real? Let's go to the tape. He's cuddly. Yeah. He's cunning. I would like a large pizza pie to be delivered. 
and he just got his paws on $5 million. Can I just uh, jump in here? That is a cat talking in the telephone, so I assume that this is a talking cat. <gasps> that but, was a cat talking yeah, at ordering a pizza? You see the cat, when he says it's cunning, you see the cat dialing a phone, and then the receiver's on the table, and the cat looks like it's talking into the phone, so... I'm a little confused because I feel like that should be in the description. Yeah, that's a key plot point. But I don't remember the rest of this promo. Let's listen to it because do they even mention in the promo that it's a talking no. cat other than showing it? I mean, let, let's hear it. Let's take a listen. I mean, he's cuddly. Yeah. He's cunning. I would like a large pizza pie to be delivered. And he just got his paws on $5 million. On the local scene, a Birch Grove cat has inherited millions of dollars. With $5 million, I expected something more significant, like a lion or a tiger. <laughs> Meet Leo. <laughs> the cat everyone's after. Well, I couldn't be happier myself. In Disney, yeah, that's the, the richest cat of the world. It's a Disney movie. Oh, okay. Um, there's an actor in this who I think plays the bum, as the description said, the bumbling um, nephew. Can you take a look at your screen now? We've hidden Genevieve's screen so that she doesn't see the answers, but can you tell me who that actor is? Well, he's Fletch's ex-wife's lawyer. Yes, that's how I know him. So we don't know the name of the actor, but if you are a Fletch, if you live in a Fletch household like us. Yeah, I mean, that guy was like sort of a staple, like smarmy accountant or lawyer type in the 80s you know he's mm. very like sort of nebbishy looking okay well we're really zipping through these faster than i thought although the listeners might disagree with that <laughs> i've only got a couple more here so i hope i didn't um like short sell us on the show today but um maybe we can go to do you still have your segment ready to go <laughs> well i do have a quiz i could i could I give you the quiz i think we're okay we're fine. okay um, not every show has to be an hour and 15 minutes how about this one? One cooks, the other doesn't. Joseph is a real That's estate... That's the name of the movie? Yes. Are you criticizing my writing? <laughs> uh, I don't have the year. 1983, Joseph is a real estate agent who has, has a problem. His ex-wife and his son are moving back in with him and his jealous bride. His ex-wife and his son are moving in. One cooks, the other doesn't. Presumably, the two women are mm -hmm. the ones. It's the son who doesn't cook. Yeah, well, the, obviously the men were, they were never in question. One cooks, three don't. Three don't. Uh, I'll say real. CBS is proud to present the following great movies during CBS Premier Week. One cooks, the other doesn't. A world television premiere. When Max is late with the alimony, his ex-wife moves in. But will his new bride move over? She's an infant. My husband likes his women slim these days. Shitty! Two women with nothing in common. Well, almost nothing. You called her Angel Toes 2? No, I was Angel Toes 1. You're Angel Toes 2. Suzanne Plachette, <laughs> Joseph Bologna, and Roseanne Arquette in One Cooks, The Other Doesn't. But I do know what I'm very, very good at. They're in uh, a bedroom in that last scene there. So yeah. I don't know what... I guess she means she's good at sleeping. Right. So congratulations. You got that one right as well. Again, I, I don't think I'm coming up with titles like that. Yeah, that's the thing. The one the titles that are really out there are, are sort of giveaways of, yeah. of being uh, real. I needed a plachette, though. I felt yeah. like if I did this whole thing and there wasn't one plachette sighting, then I'm not doing my job. Right. Right? Okay. Uh, a okay. Of, a lot of Farrah Fawcett. A lot of... That was Rosanna Arquette. That was Rosanna Arquette again. There yeah. were three of them. Um, I think you've only gotten four wrong. Am I right about that? 
Four or five, maybe. Maybe I didn't write one down. This is your uh, last chance to win. What? <laughs> um, how about The Midnight Hour? A group of high, uh, 1985, a group of high school friends unwittingly raise the dead on Halloween night. Now, Pitchford Crove will never be the same again. Or will it? Pitchford Crove? Pitchford Crove. Is that the name I'm of Cove, a town? Oh, did I say Crove? <laughs> you sure did. What is wrong with my brain? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Pitchford <laughs> I was like, Cove. well, like, no answer didn't invent Pitchford Crove. Here's the deal. Well, whatever. I don't want to tell you why I made that mistake in my brain. But okay. <laughs> it was at Pitchford Grove? It's Pitchford Cove. Okay. But it really doesn't matter. It's just the point is now the town will never be the same again. Because or of why? It. Because a group of high school friends unwittingly raised the dead on Halloween night. Okay. Well, I'll say real. You're going to say real? You really want to go out like that? Yeah. All right. Eternity is about to play a nasty little trick. Who's that? On the carefree kids of Pitchford Cove. You know what you're going to wear to the party yet tonight? Demons. Arise. My bidding on this night of night. Halloween, my favorite time of year. Ah! He's playing the I'm not afraid of death. I'm going for it. Ah. The party could go on forever in the midnight hour. Next. That's Next. the big threat. The party could go on forever. Yeah, oh no! Not that. That's how, that sounds like your uh, fantasy. I actually, know, right? right? Sign me up for Pitchfork Crove. Well, um, congratulations, Genevieve. Thank you. You got uh, all of those right. Um, yeah, you know. By the way, I the didn't re- get all of them. I got like five. Well, wrong. yeah, nobody remembers the ones you didn't get right, though. Um, I really want to see Beyond the Stables, though. I bummed, know. Pretty bummed about that. Like, do you want me to write that up for you? <laughs> I could just write it, and we could all um, just kind of pass the script around, maybe. Uh, I Oh, LeVar Burton is in that. Oh, interesting. That's what I want to tell you. I didn't notice him in there, but it's a really grainy video, and it's like really hyper cut this yeah. video moves very fast so uh i would, oh, yeah, that would love have probably to been know after what, roots wouldn't it i mean he would have already done roots at that point 1985 i think so when did roots come out i felt like roots was around 1985 right i thought it was i don't know was it earlier than i'm looking earlier. it up now we got to we got to um oh wow yeah it was way earlier than that it was 1977 yeah i thought it was i didn't realize it was that you've seen it right you you know, have I ever seen Roots start to finish? I mean, it's quite long. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it start to finish. Mm. I've never seen it. Um, all right, let's check in with the Ed Council. Congratulations. Thank you. Great, great uh, collection of some uh, vintage audio there. I could have gone you. on forever. I know. Well, like, now I just want to watch all those movies. If you had, to, if we had, could only pick one to watch, Ooh. which one would we pick? I hit this music too early. I thought we were done with that conversation. Let's... Um, Let's do a little recap, shall we? Yeah. All right. Secret weapons, KGB sex pots. The Americans, yeah. Mm. Um, Small sacrifices. Uh, No. No no way on that. I don't want to see a bunch of kids get shot. uh, Red light sting. I could be down for, I opened a fake brothel that's sort of also a real brothel. Again, I'm pretty sure these are all available on YouTube or or just some free I don't want to see Johnny Belinda. Johnny Belinda, you're not into. No, thank you. I'm not sure that I can handle how the 80s handles disability. Yeah. No, I mean, the fact that in the promo, when somebody says... Your daughter's not retarded. (laughs) Yeah. We thought you was a toad. Yeah. Um, Brotherhood of Justice. I mean, the cast is amazing. The cast is pretty amazing. I don't want to see that movie. 
A Night to Forget I Made Up. <laughs> but I think we should include the ones I made up. Um, cash on Delivery. That actually intrigues me, kind of. <laughs> Again, not real. I know. Uh, not My Kid does nothing for me. Although I'm a huge Stalker Channing fan, meaning that I've seen one of her movies and I love her. Um, student Body, about the professor having sex with students. I don't need that plot anymore. Uh, too Good to Be True, Writer Falls in Love with a Socialite. Oh, no, that was terrible. Yeah, it looks pretty boring. Uh, consenting adult. Oh, that that's about the kid coming out. Mm. Uh, promised a miracle. Kid gets sick, dies. Parents don't give him his medicine. Oh, by the way, it's diabetes. That's what I stripped that from the description because I was like, really? It just seemed like a weird disease to choose, didn't it? Diabetes. That it even said in the description they withhold his insulin. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. I wonder if that's based on a true story. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, people have done all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Beyond the Stables. That's a front runner for you. Richest Cat in the World. Mm, yeah. Uh, no. One Cooks, the Other Doesn't. I mean, only the Suzanne Plachette. And Roseanne Arquette. Yeah, but I mean, you know. And the Midnight Hour looks terrible. So I think it's either the brothel one or One Cooks, the Other Doesn't. One Cooks, the Other Doesn't. I would watch that. Yeah, probably the brothel one. Although, my fake ones, man. Well, that's going to be very hard for us to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, but you weren't including those. If no. you were to include them, would you go with the horsey one? I wish because, I guess, Beyond the Stables. Yeah, yeah Beyond the Stables. All right. I'm sorry. What were we doing? Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, Genevieve, what do we got? Well, we had, as I mentioned at the top, we have some listeners who were in some commercials and had even some creative uh, control over some commercials. This first uh, letter is from listener Eugene, uh, who says, I've been acting for some time now. I was an extra in National Treasure, Book of Secrets, and numerous what? plays. Yeah, so good for Eugene. My favorite acting job was in two commercials for the South Dakota Lottery. I was contacted about providing advice, costumes, and props for a Star Trek type commercial. And as and as you'll see, these are for a, like a Star Trek branded scratch ticket. Okay, and it's actually Star Trek. It is actually Star Trek, which okay. is one of my big questions for Eugene. Uh, and I would be, I would love a follow up. Is like how they were able to use real, like real Star Trek stuff, like mm-hmm. you know the symbols and logos and, and names and stuff but in such a homemade context as i think you'll see here homemade is as far as these being low budget commercials yeah very low budget um he says i was contacted by providing advice costumes and props for a star trek type commercial after meeting uh with robert sharp and associates i assume that's the like producer i became the costume coordinator prop coordinator klingon language coach Whoa. technical advisor and the captain who Whoa. you'll see in this Uh, And he's doing his best Shatner, which I freaking love. During filming the first commercial, I was sick but carried on. And there was an intern uh, whose job it was to pick up the hot hot dog. There's a hot dog that drops in this. Clean it up and hand it back to Brett, the driver. We Uh, called him the Wiener Wrangler? (laughs) It was called the Wiener Wrangler. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to steal that line. No, no, it's great. Email. All right, so why don't you play this first one, um, and I'll I'll set it up for you. It's uh, there's like this total beater of a like a, what is that an Oldsmobile, but it is just like or a Buick or something. Yeah, it looks Buicky to me, although the logo doesn't look like a Buick. I it's can't see just the logo. beat to shit. Yeah. I mean, it's a real just like you know rust bucket of a car, 
uh, going down the road, and in the car are uh, two Star Trek. Everybody's wearing Star Trek uniforms, but they're very like the kind you buy, you know, like consumer grade. Let's say, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a I think a blue shirt who sort of looks a little Spock like, but not. He's not dressed as Spock. He just sort of evokes Spock okay, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A red shirt in the, at the wheel, and then our captain, aka listener Eugene, in the back seat. This mission is the utmost importance. We must sneak into the neutral zone to get the new Star Trek ticket from the South Dakota lottery. Captain Klingon's off the port side. And now a, a, a guy on a motorcycle has rolled up next to them uh, who has full Klingon, you know, forehead. Look. Oh, yeah. It happened so fast. I didn't realize that the cyclist or the cyclist, the biker, the biker was a Klingon. <laughs> the biker was a Klingon. So it looks like they're about to roll down their window and say something to this Klingon out their window. Well, they're gonna they're gonna launch a torpedo in the oh, form of a hot dog. Oh, you see a, a hot dog in the first act. Yeah, that's right. Fire photon torpedoes. Warp <laughs> Engage. So they Beam hit into your nearest lottery. Go ahead. They hit the Klingon with the with the mustardy hot dog, and then I assume um, the Wiener Wrangler had to go pick that up for another take. Every time. Okay. So that hits him in the loaf, as you call it, I believe. Yeah, I borrowed that from um, uh, Greatest Gen. Greatest Gen. Okay, and let's just hear the, let's let this um, play out here. Beam into your nearest lottery retailer for a chance to win up to $12,000 with a new Star Trek scratch ticket. Get that! Go over there! <laughs> <laughs> At the very end, the driver has his shirt stuck in the car door. And, and what color is his shirt? It's red, it's red. And the motorcyclist Klingon guy is pulling up. Yeah, so the red shirt's going to get it. I mean, it makes sense to me that they have the right to, first of all, they're not actually using any names or anything that would be intellectual property of the Star Trek. And it is the state lottery and they have real Star Trek. The only thing that's actually branded as Star Trek are the actual Star I guess Trek when you tickets say it, they're that's, selling. That's true, although, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's so, I mean, they have the the comm badges look to be the real shape and, and size of and like, just, you know, just like design of the comm badges. But like, that's literally the only thing. I guess in the end, they they have a uh, bumper sticker that says, my other car is a Federation starship. But again, right. I don't think that that would be. But again, I mean, clearly Star Trek signed off on the tickets. They're not going to try to like stop. Yeah, no, I know they're not. They're, they want the tickets to sell, of course, because they are, they are uh, licensing their brand to the scratch tickets themselves. So they want them to sell. I'm just sort of surprised by how sort of like, you know, Homemade this feels. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Uh, right. No, no knock on Eugene and his many uh, his many roles and, the and responsibilities. Wiener oh, and, and certainly no knock on the Weeder Wrangler. Uh, <laughs> but let's. There's like a fall. So this ends as they pull up to the Quickie Mart to mm-hmm. get the scratchers, um, and then the next one is sort of like the sequel, where now the, everybody's coming in, and one by one you're seeing all of our three, our four main characters, our three Star Trek guys, the Klingon come in along with some other Star Trek branded people um, and I'll describe that for you real quick here during this is from Eugene during filming the second commercial uh, I was teaching I had to teach Klingon to the Kling, teaching Klingon to the Klingon actor was an exercise in futility hmm. but finally we got it we had to spell everything out phonetically and write it on cue cards <laughs> so the Klingon <laughs> he wanted guy, to be true to the language yes, I like that I mean that's a, that is the ultimate in trekkiness right? right it's like if you're gonna talk in Klingon it can't just be a lot of glack 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 it's gotta be like real but it can be but they chose 
it not to be. Which yeah, but I no, no fan of Trek would let right. it be. I mean, you know, I, I think see. Eugene is a true believer here. Right. Okay. Can I hit play on this? Um. Yes. So you got your like Quickie Mart clerk, kind of just facing all these people as they come up to him. Okay. One Star Trek lottery ticket, please. This is a guy doing the Live Long and Prosper. Thank you. Live Long and Prosper. Oh, he said it. I need a Star Trek lottery ticket. Beam me up to $12,000. One Star Trek lottery ticket, please. Hey, They have a new red shirt. We have a new red shirt. And I like the lady who said, beam me up to $12,000, please, which I wanted to make shit like this for this week. Oh, yeah. Can right. for later? We can use it for the future. Also, we got to send these to Ben and Adam at Greatest Gen, right? <laughs> I will send it to them. Beam me up to $12,000. One Star Trek lottery ticket, please. I'm scratching as fast as I can, Captain. He said, I'm scratching as fast as I can. <laughs> Which is Captain. weird, because I don't think Scotty wears a red shirt, but... Oh, yeah, this is the red shirt who... Yeah. This is the guy who we thought was going to get it in yeah. the last one. He must have survived, though. That's good. I'm getting a lucky scan off this ticket. I like that. We have this a new like character here. He's quartering it, but he's using like some random piece of just... A boxy equipment. Um, does yellow shirt mean something? This fella has a yellow shirt. I think yellow shirt is usually engineering. Mm, that makes sense. I thought yellow meant it's going to change red in a second. <laughs> There's like an awkward long take on that guy. <laughs> As he's doing I'm also noticing this is... A minute 43. I wonder what, I wonder where this was placed. Yeah, who knows? It may have been, you know, this might be like a, uh, like a long cut before they, you yeah. know, was somehow put on, on the internet. it's for the lottery. I mean, it's a state lottery, you know? Yeah, but I want to be in the next generation of winners. One Star Trek lottery ticket, please. On Star Trek lottery now, ticket, please. Now, this is wow. a lady who is like wearing a, a, a black bikini and she's fully, uh, green skinned and I guess she's an Orion slave girl natch um, the direct this is from you can Eugene. we just break up for just like a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I mean just like just to get the taste of what did you call her an Orion space girl uh, an o- Orion slave girl slave the girl. director asked how the Orion slave girl should say her lines I had her say them as sultry as she could <laughs> she did I loved it I told her not to change a thing uh, oh, so you didn't know that she was an Orion slave girl? No, I, oh, I th- that's why I wanted to break up with you, because of your nerdiness for a second. Oh, no. I mean, I wouldn't have known her particular uh, uh, I thought you were just I thought you were just species. dipping into your knowledge there of Star no. Trek. Okay. On Star Trek lottery ticket, please. The, oh, now we... The, oh, yeah, the clerk There's a real, real boiling moment for the clerk. Yeah. Now the Klingon has arrived. Uh oh, he doesn't look super happy. He's also—is he more geared out than he was on the? I think so. He's wearing a, a pretty hilarious uh, take on like Klingon battle armor. Okay. Look, next Star Trek lottery ticket. Now, <laughs> worst costume ever. So he, the clerk says, worst costume ever. But of course, then the guy. Actually beams out. Beams oh, out. Oh, that's a pretty good. That's pretty good effect. Take me with you, if you win. And then the clerk the new Star Trek runs outside the, the, the cookie mart, and there's 
<laughs> There's a Klingon bat, Klingon warbird hanging out outside. Actually floating in floating the air. Floating in the air, and then it flies away. It All was right. A pretty hilarious effect. Congratulations, Eugene. Yes, I Eugene, love thank it. you for sharing those. Those were hilarious. Um, Eugene was in one other commercial that I thought we could share for Rushmore Compounding, which I really just want to share so that you can see its hilarious um, logo. Okay. Which I think is unintentionally hilarious. Oh, it's a penis. It's a big penis. <laughs> what it is, what it's intended. What is, so Rushmore compounding? Compounding is like, it's for a pharmacy. Oh, it's, like it's drug a compounding. Pestle. Or so more. it's a mortar and pestle. Oh, But what yeah. it looks, it looks n- like nothing so much as a big knob. <laughs> I'm back in the swing of things. I feel great. I recover a lot better now than I used to. You want to go higher? Yeah! I'm moving better all the time. My arthritis pain's That's Eugene. gone. Now I have a better grip on things. He's playing a um, he's playing a fisherman. Yes. He said, I thought it, I would kept joking it would be funny as hell if I caught a real fish since I only had a weighted line on the pole. <laughs> All right, that's very good. Congratulations, Eugene. I'm loving it. I'm here for it. You said that we have more than one person who... Yes, and this is this next one's from listener Michael. Now, do you know who Denny Heck is? He's one of our congressmen. Yes. Currently or formerly? Is, uh, is Denny Heck still in office? He might be out of office now. Why did sure. I feel like he was... Let me just look, only because I raised it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, he's still representing the, he's repping the 10. Yeah, he reps uh, Olympia, I Okay, believe. cool. Um, so this is uh, for, where was this? Uh, this is for a Denny Heck commercial uh, from listener Michael, who says, My family and I appeared in two campaign ads for Congressman Denny Heck in 2012 and in 2014. The first one was called The Middle. We appear as a middle-class family caught in the middle of a tug-of-war between reds and blues. Uh, my older daughter is rolling her eyes partway through. I've been the subject of that eye roll too many times to count. And that's my wife at the end saying, thanks. Wow. So they, they, I'm surprised they just went with one family on this. You would think they would bring a bunch of people in. Well, you'll see it's a very, um, it's it's a theatrical, it's, it's, it's a, it's a symbolic family. This is, the, so our, Michael and his family, I don't know if, if they're all in there, but Michael and at least his daughter are standing in the middle of a tug of war and the rope is wrapped around them, like bodily around them and holding okay. them in place. And then you have two, you know, the reds and the blues tugging on them okay. and they represent the middle class. Denny Heck is standing in the foreground talking about the tug of war going on behind him. Okay. Okay. And, and where is the wife or the mom? I'm not sure if she's, if she's tied up. Uh, oh, he oh. says my family. So I guess that she's one of the people tied up in the, in the, in the rope. Okay. The games they play in Congress leave Washington's middle class families, well, stuck in the middle. Dysfunction in Congress and Tea Party politics keep us from creating jobs, helping our veterans find work here at home, and making our tax system fairer. I'm Denny Heck, and I approve this message because, excuse me, hey, enough! And then when he says that, both sides drop the rope. And I don't. If you mentioned this, I zoned out. My apologies. But the people who are um, pulling the rope on both sides, they're all like they all look like beltway. They're all yeah. Well, they're like all DC belt, suits. They're all DC suit types. But I think they represent both sides. I mean, his whole yeah. thing is bipartisanship. Right. Uh, I believe he is a Democrat, but I think probably a pretty moderate one. Um, so uh, that was great. And then cut to. Can two- I just say that I I find it charming that I would like to go back into 2012 and, and tell Denny Heck. 
you have so much more to worry about than the tea party. I can't even begin to right, tell you. Remember how the tea party was like the worst thing that could yeah, happen? Yeah, it was like American the end Walmart. of my partisanship. Like, oh no. Nope. Oh, my God. That was just the beginning of the end of my partisanship. Um, Michael says, the first one was rough because we were tied up in that rope for over an hour. And we Ugh. were constantly stepping on each other's feet. To be honest, that eye roll was probably not acting, but an accurate representation of how the four of us felt at the moment. Oh, wow. Um, so this second one is two years later. Uh, Heck is running. I like, by the way, I love Denny Heck's um, slogan. Um, give, give, uh, what is it? Give, Heck, give Congress Heck. Oh, did he say that at the end? Yeah. I missed that. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's that's perfect. So in this one, the, he revisits this two years later. Obviously, he's a congressman. He's running for re-election, um, and he now he is like helping to. He's with the family. The family's pulling on the rope. They're not tied up anymore. And they're just pulling against, like, you know, Washington insiders. Okay, and he's on the family side. Denny yeah. Heck is pulling along with them. Two years ago, I told you the games they play in Congress were leaving the rest of us stuck in the middle. I like this. It starts with an actual flashback footage of the commercial we just saw, only in sepia-toned, so right. we know it was the past. Well, in the two years since you sent me to Congress, you and I have been giving them heck. Like passing VA reform that cracks down on outrageous wait times for veterans who need care. We can do it. Or That's the our hero. To help thousands of seniors of stay in their own homes. I'm Denny Heck, and I approve this message because the best way to give Congress heck is to stay anchored right here at home. That's good. So the first one said, let's give Congress heck. And the other one said, let's keep giving Congress heck. Keep giving them heck. I like it. And, and we're still giving them heck. We're still giving them heck. Um, he says, uh, Michael says, the second one was much more comfortable to film as we could just drop the rope between takes. Sure. Overall, both times were enjoyable and interesting. Despite being filmed early on a Sunday morning, there was a surprising amount of time spent waiting out uh, cloud cover, the occasional small plane. We know what that's like. Oh, yeah, for sound. Um, it was also interesting how quickly they were edited and playing on the air within just a few days. That's that's political yeah. campaigns for yeah. you. Yeah, can't sit around. Um, by the way, he won both elections. So, yes, he continues to give them heck. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Eugene. You're both our beautiful boys. <laughs> you can sell anything. I'm trying to do a thing where I say one really creepy thing per show, and you never know when it's going to come. I never know. You can sell Anything. Thank you for putting together uh, that very yeah, fun show. I, it was okay. I, I hope it wasn't so, too much. I all I want to do is watch some TV movies. Now. I know. Um, I got to watch Patriot tonight. Did you know this? this oh, for is the McMillan so, men. I'm not even trying to. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm just show. doing. I guess I'm just doing a Ford promo now, or a cross promo for TBTL. Uh, tomorrow, Luke and I are going to start a new little side project. Uh, once a week, we're going to be dropping an extra podcast uh, where we watch an episode of the Amazon TV show Patriot, and we're going to call it McMillan Men. Yeah, it's a good it. show. If it's you haven't so seen good. it, you should really check it out. It's not what you think. The name is a sort of a weird. Uh, misdirect I feel like and they just announced that there will not be a third season so Luke and I felt like it was a perfect time to start a recap show about that's it that's right because it is you know I would say that uh, Patriot was too beautiful to live so maybe that is appropriate very um, on brand anyway so that's what I'll be doing tonight but that is not relevant to what we are doing here we have to give out uh, some information right we do please come check us out on the Facebook group I love seeing you guys there um, as you could hear today uh, I we also get a lot of great a lot of great emails keep sending in any commercials that you or your loved ones have been in uh, those have been really fun um, you can email us at after these messages show at gmail. 
Uh, and you can call us at 607-444-5597. All right. Thanks, Veeves. Thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies and I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover. You suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky.